Hey lady, welcome to episode 78 of the Elevate Her podcast. So in today's episode, we are doing something a bit different. And for the very first time, we are bringing our Elevate live Wednesday shows right here to you. So if you follow me on social media, Instagram or LinkedIn, you know that every Wednesday I host a live show where you can join in, ask questions, hear what I am talking about, if I'm teaching a concept and get to be part of our live experience. So I'm bringing this to you here as a replay and hopefully you will get to be with us live in our future shows. I'm bringing the best of the shows because I know sometimes watching replays on social media is not always a possibility for us as a busy working women. So today we are talking about five powerful ways to shamelessly self-promote at work. I know that self-promoting is something I didn't even know was a thing. I used to see people doing it and I thought, my goodness, how arrogant these people are, especially my male counterparts, until I realized it was strategic, but it was also a way for them to advocate for themselves. And I know some people would even go to the extent of self-promoting work that was not theirs. And so I do not want you to be in that position where someone actually steals your intellectual property and starts to self-promote and get ahead of the back of your hard work. So self-promotion is here to stay. And it's something that as women, we can definitely leverage on if we do it differently, right? If we do it differently in a way that works for us, in a way that helps us stand out as leaders that we are. All right, so let's get right into the show. Enjoy it. Send me a DM if you have any aha moments. Let's talk about self-promoting even after you listen to the show. Enjoy. Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder, I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my 10-year career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. Hi, my dear friend. Welcome to Elevate Wednesday. Today, we are talking about how to shamelessly self-promote at work. But before we even go there, I want to talk about why this is such an important component of your career advancement journey. And then what holds us back from doing it in the first place, right? Because it's all well and good to know why it's important. But then we also need to understand what are the blockers that hold us from doing this effectively, right? Because if you are doing good work, if you know that you're putting in the work, that you're showing up, you know, then you should be getting the recognition and the promotion or whatever that means for you in your career. 
So I want to talk about how to get ourselves into a situation where we are actually getting recognized, paid and promoted for the work that we do. But it does require more than just sitting in the back back bench and hoping that your work will be recognized. So welcome, ladies, on LinkedIn. Hi, Metze. So good to see you. Hi, Lennon. So good to see you on Instagram Live. I have both live feeds ongoing. So if you see me looking this way or looking away from the LinkedIn feed, it's because I am trying to give some love to my Instagram people over here. Okay, so let's start with the elephant in the room, right? Why it is so important. Why is it so important to self-promote at work? First of all, I think this is a big, bigger issue for women because naturally it's not something that is, I would say, is expected by society, right? Because a lot of the things that we are praised for or that is put on us as an expectation is are things that you don't really expect to be thanked. If you're a mom, you don't really expect to be thanked and recognized for being a mom. You just be a mom and it's something that is expected of you. Whereas for our male counterparts, if they come across and they're showcasing their work, they're talking about the good things that they're doing, no one really bats an eye around it because that's expected of them, right? Whereas for women, we are seen more as the nurturing type of the, or the collaborative type of people. And so sometimes this concept of self-promoting can actually work against us when it is not done in the right way. Hi, Angela. So good to see you, my dear friend. So we want to talk about why this is important. Only visible work, your team leader is recognizing that. That's a big misconception we have. They're busy with their own objectives. They're busy with their own KPIs. And so it's not, yeah, I would not recommend that you rely on them knowing everything that you're doing. And this has actually even been proven, but there's a study that I was reading the other day and they were talking about how they, they did a study on a number of managers or team leaders. And I think seven out of 10 of those team leaders could not recollect or could not recall the things or the activities or the good work that their team members had done in the last, I think it was the last three or four days, right? So your team leaders, your bosses are not going to remember everything that you do. You have to give them a reason to. And self-promoting is one of the best ways to do that, right? But it has to be done a certain way. Otherwise, it can backfire. Remember I said for ladies, there's this expectation, but you just, you're just expected to do certain things in society, right? And so when you come across as talking about yourself, some people will think you're aggressive. Other people will have other opinions about the kind of person that you are, because naturally as women, we don't really do that kind of thing, right? With a lot of the responsibilities that we have in society. Okay, so that is... For me, I would say that's like the biggest reason why you want to self-promote. Hi, Miss Mitao. Oh, hi, Jamie. So good to see you over here. And then about you. 
right or you're working towards building the right perception that you want others to have of you. And self-promoting can be such a great way of doing it because you are creating the narrative, right? Self-promoting is unsolicited. You're talking about your achievements, your contribution to their success, but in an unsolicited form, right? Because typically self-promotion is where you, and I really apologize for that. Let us see what's going on with the network here. Okay. On my end, it looks like it's okay, but just let me know, LinkedIn ladies, please. I'm saying is if it's relatable, if you're liking this kind of content, drop an emoji, drop me some hearts so that I know that this is the kind of content that you want me to be talking about in 2023. All right. So we've talked about why self-promoting is important. Now I want to talk about how, first of all, before we even go to the how, the five ways, I want to talk about, I want to talk about the mindset blockers, right? The mindset blockers that stop us from doing it. Okay. And one of the biggest mindset blockers, like I said, is First of all, the expectation that generally people have of women in the workplace, right? And how it's unconventional in the first place to be self-promoting. But then we also have our own mindset blockers that we have created ourselves, right? We have created these perceptions that self-promoting is, is something that you do when you're arrogant and it sounds pushy and it feels pushy, right? But that is probably because you've seen other people do it like that. But I also want you to start noticing people who are self-promoting in a way that feels good to you and start to change that narrative that has been running through your mind that this thing is, you come across as arrogant because you don't have to come across as arrogant or pushy. You can do it in a way, you can even promote other people and in the process, you're self-promoting yourself. And I'm going to give you one of the ways to do this, okay? So you have to get over this misconception or fallacy that self-promoting means you're arrogant and pushy and all those other words that I'm not going to say over here in the live stream. And you are going to have to get into the mindset that you can do this and you can add value. Right. And you can self-promote and you can promote others as well in the process. Right. And that it, there is nothing wrong with doing it as long as you're doing it in a way that feels good to you. Right. But you are going to have to get out of your comfort zone, especially if you haven't really been speaking out, sharing your opinions, maybe in meetings. This is still something that you're working on in terms of getting your voice heard and being having that seat at the table, but not just warming the seat, but making your voice heard, giving your opinions, adding to the conversation. Okay. Like I said, you also have to change this perception that if I do good work, my good work will be seen. It is not your, I know, <laughs> I know that this is going to sound like, oh, Rebecca, really? It's not your boss's job to take note of the great things that you're doing, right? That is, that's not in their KPI. Their KPI is to deliver certain results and to have the right people that are delivering those results, right? 
And of course, a good team leader is someone who should recognize good work, right? But most of the time, team leaders, managers, bosses, whatever, directors are so busy with their own objectives, right? That they don't have time to keep tabs of all the little good things that you're doing that will add up to that conversation at the end of the year when you are going in to ask for that raise, when you're going in to ask for the promotion, when you're going in to ask for that next big title, right? So they have a lot on their plates, right? And so I want you to get into the right frame of mind where you are looking at this as an opportunity to first of all remind them of what you're doing, right? And how you can amplify it and even further improve on the results that you're delivering for the team. Maybe there's a project and there were some really good ways in which you worked together as a team. Maybe you can use that framework or use that way of working and teach other people in the organization. But if you're not talking about how you have done that, then no one is going to know. Okay. The other mindset shift I want you to make is working in solos, in silos. So if you're in, especially this, I see this a lot with specialists like myself. So if you're in a very specialized industry, there is this misconception that you're working for your boss. You're not working for your boss. You're working for the organization. So you're going to have to change your mindset in realizing that it's not just your, especially when you are in an advanced stage in your career, it's not just your boss who is going to be in those talent review meetings, making these decisions about your promotion. Drop me a like if any of these things is resonating with you. Hi, Sylvia. I see Sylvia has dropped me some emojis. Miss Mitao too. So drop me your favorite emoji if what I am saying is resonating, right? So you're going to have to build your advocate or your cheering squad, your advocacy squad that does not just consist of the people in your team, right? Does not just consist of your direct team leader, your direct supervisor. And that requires you changing, having a mindset shift and realizing that you work for this organization and you're here to add value to the organization at large, right? So I want you to shift from just thinking of in, in, in a silo, like what can I do for this team, to thinking about how can I self-promote in a way that can help the organization-wide objectives, the organization-wide mission, whatever it is that the organization is trying to solve for its customers, for its clients, right? And when you start to change, to have that mindset shift, you start to realize that you need to self-promote because the people outside of your team probably don't know you if you haven't been your brand outside your team, right? And so, so you'll need to start talking about what you do, how you can help them, why you're good at what you do, what you've done in the past. And that really is self-promoting, right? But there are many ways we can do this. And I'm going to talk about the different ways right now, okay? Hey, before we continue with this episode, I want to share this brand new resource that I created and put my heart and soul in getting to you. I am so excited to share with you the Position to Promotion Guide, a brand new free PDF guide designed to help you plan your next promotion. Yep, I said plan. And this guide is going to show you exactly how in five steps. 
wouldn't it be great if you could one, start getting the recognition and the money you deserve with the expertise you already have, two, have the confidence to ask for a salary raise and secure it, three, become the trusted leader and advisor in your area of expertise, four, finally get that promotion I know you've been working so hard towards, and five, know how to position for a promotion even if you don't like negotiating like me. Well, the position to promotion guide is just what you need. You need a plan from someone who has actually done this to get the results you've been hoping for in your career. P.S. This guide is exactly how I've helped other women, myself included, secure phenomenal career results like getting directorship positions at work, 60% salary increments within a single financial year, and it's how you can do so too. Just go to bit.ly forward slash position to promotion to get your guide. I cannot wait for you to get your hands onto this. And oh, did I say I even dropped a free negotiation template in this guide with conversation starters to help you initiate the conversation, which I know can sometimes be difficult with your team leader around your promotion. Yep, I meant it when I said I put my heart into creating this amazing resource for you. Go to bit.ly forward slash position to promotion or check the link in the show notes below. So I want you to, first of all, do a personal inventory because you're going to have to know and you're going to have to develop emotional intelligence, right? I know you already have emotional intelligence, but you're just going to have to exercise it because it's not just about regurgitating all the things that you've achieved. You have to have the emotional intelligence to know when to drop the mic about specific things and when to drop the mic about something else. So the first thing you want to do is to develop that personal inventory. Hi to all my ladies who have joined on Instagram and hello to the ladies who have just joined on LinkedIn. Okay. So you're going to have to first create your personal inventory. What have been your accomplishments? What projects have you been, have been successful and where you have been instrumental in creating that success? Okay. And then you're going to have to think of, okay, instead of thinking about, I did this, I achieved this. How can you talk about your accomplishments from a collaborative perspective, right? So you can talk about how the team achieved this, but you can talk about your specific role in the project, right? Because if a project was successful and if your team was successful, that means you were successful too. And when you highlight your responsibilities or your role in the project in the context of solving the problem, right, you're already elevating yourself as the expert. That's the first thing that I want you to do is really hone in on taking that personal inventory, right? Then I want you to start being more intentional about celebrating your, how many people actually go back and thank their team, maybe send a thank you email, copying in the key decision makers, thanking the team members for the work that they have done and how they've contributed to a really good project. I know that doesn't sound like self-promoting because you're thanking other people, but it is, right? Because essentially you're elevating the team and you're elevating yourself because you're part and parcel of that success. And someone is going to reciprocate as well. 
right? Maybe the team members might respond and say, thank you so much for your contributions. If you're a manager, maybe they'll thank you for your leadership in the project. But if you don't initiate that conversation, then it just dies within the team that was involved. Another way that you can elevate yourself as you elevate your team is by using case studies. And using case studies instantly elevates you as an expert, right? Because you're putting the spotlight on your expertise as the team, but how you are able to use that expertise to achieve certain objectives. Okay. And yeah, it's a lot more work than just sending a thank you email, but it makes a huge difference, right? Because case studies can be used in company newsletters. They can be used for marketing your team, right? They can be used for promoting and getting people to know more about what your team does, how they can, the rest of the organization, right? It's almost like writing a CV for your team, but in the form of a case study. And when you're the one who's initiating it, guess who people are going to come to ask how your team can help them. They're going to come to you, right? Because you're the one who initiated this case study. You wrote the case study. If it's going out in your company newsletter, they'll probably put your name as the key contact person for anyone who wants to know more about the project and how they can be involved or how your team can help them in other similar projects in the future, right? So while, again, it, sound, it doesn't sound like you're talking about how great you are, you actually are because you're showcasing yourself as the expert, the person who knows what's going on with this respect to that specific topic or that specific problem that you were solving, but you're doing it in a way that is not coming across as arrogant. You're promoting the team, you're promoting their expertise, but you're also putting yourself in the forefront of this great work, of this achievement, of this project success. And that's why it's important to be very intentional about the projects you choose to focus. So don't just say yes to every single opportunity that comes your way. You need to be strategic about which ones you're going to say yes to because it's going to impact, first of all, how much you can give to the project, right? It's also a time element, a time, there's a time factor involved because every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something. So you need to be very strategic and making sure of course, there are some projects that you don't have a choice, but you have to be on. But where you do have a choice, make sure that they are playing to your strengths, right? So that you can use that as part of your inventory of successes and the case studies and self-promoting it afterwards, right? You want to give yourself the best chances of succeeding in whatever you do at work. So you might as well be strategic about how you choose to spend your time and what projects you choose to focus on. Okay, and then I've talked about using case studies, reaching out to other teams. And when I say reach out to other teams, it's also trying to build your network. And you, can, you don't have to do this formally, right? It could even literally be through lunch, maybe once a week, you give yourself the challenge that once a week, you're going to look for a new table to sit at where it's not just your team and you're going to find out what other teams are doing, what another team organization is doing, right? And you build rapport like that. 
of course, that doesn't come, it doesn't come instantly, right? That takes time to build over time. But first of all, you're building your network, you're building rapport, and you're building your personal brand. Because when people ask, what do you do? You're not just going to say, oh, I am an actuary or, oh, I'm in accounts. You're going to bring your personal brand out there. And I talk about the elevation statement in my Elevate Collective. So Sylvia, that's going to come through in our personal branding curriculum that's coming up in the next two months, right? But it's such an important piece of your personal brand because there's so many opportunities we miss when people in our organization and even outside our organization ask us what we do. And then we just respond with a bland response, right? That doesn't really showcase the brand that we're trying to build. Okay. And then the last one, the last point that I want to share, and I feel like I've given more than five. I need to count back when I do the roundup at the end of this. The last one that I want to say is be open, actually not be open. You need to be ready right? To have a response when people ask you, how is it going? Especially when your team leader asks you that question. Don't just say fine, right? Use that as an opportunity to showcase what you have been doing. What are the things that are going well in your projects, right? Maybe there's something that's going and you want them to know, but you can ask in a way that, you know, you're also asking them, how can we improve? What can we do differently? What do you think? So don't just respond to those questions. And I know, right, our default response when people ask, when people ask you at work or when your team leader asks, how is it going? Or what have you been up to? Right? The default response is nothing much or it's just been so busy. Right? That is a missed opportunity to self-promote because they're actually giving you, implicitly they're giving you the permission to self-promote. So you might as well use it because it's not unsolicited. They're actually asking you to tell them what you have been doing. So use that opportunity to do right. Use those casual con conversations in the office, right? Because those add up and they build up, right? And you might think that it doesn't really matter, but those conversations at the water coolers can become your next opportunity to getting onto a high visibility project can become your next opportunity to get seen, right? And get noticed, right? As a very valuable resource, as a very valuable member of the team, right? And that can then trickle down into the next performance review conversation. So don't downplay the importance of being ready for those casual office conversations when your team leader or other team leaders from other teams or your colleagues ask you what you have been up to at work. So I'm going to do a rundown of the five tips to shamelessly self-promote without feeling arrogant, without feeling pushy, right? Because we know that if we want to advance in our career, we have to put a voice behind our work. And self-promoting is one of the most effective ways of doing so, right? So the first one that I gave you is use case studies, right? So use case studies to talk about the things that you're doing, to talk about the achievements that you've had, right? Actually, the first one that I gave you was take inventory of your accomplishments, right? So take inventory of your accomplishments and then create case studies, okay? 
create case studies, be very specific with the projects that you want to be on, right? And give yourself the best chances of succeeding. Congratulate your teams, right? So this could be through emails. This could be through your weekly team meetings, or if you have town halls, which have become increasingly popular, right? Put in a thank you note for your team for the work that they did, right? And that already elevates you as an expert. That already elevates you and gives you the spotlight because you're the one who has initiated this conversation, okay? So that's the third one. Then the fourth one is make sure you're reaching out to other teams, telling them about what you do, telling them about the projects you've been on, right? Showcasing your expertise so that you can get to be seen and noticed outside of just your little bubble in your team, right? That's how you build social capital that can be very important when having, when those performance reviews come through. Right. Because remember, I told you the promotion decision doesn't usually just rest on your boss. It's usually a decision that is made by a panel and that panel could be comprised of people from various departments. So what happens when a lot of people have been having have been in contact with you? Right. When your name is mentioned in those rooms, they can advocate and say, yeah, she knows what she's doing. She actually helped us on this project. We had this conversation. And she told us about how her team can help and how they've done something similar before. And it was really great and pleasant working with Rebecca. I would definitely vouch for her to get the promotion, right? So don't underestimate the power of reaching out to other departments, other teams in your organization, because you build your brand, you build your social capital, and you're also getting more advocates and you're building your cheering squad. All right. And then the last one is capitalize on, uh, capitalize on casual office conversations. Capitalize on casual office conversations. So when your team leader, when other senior people in the organization come across you in the lift or in the corridor and ask you what you've been up to, don't just say nothing much or don't just say it's been busy. Tell them what you've been doing, right? Use that as an opportunity to showcase what you've been doing, the great things you've been doing the successes you guys have had in your team and ask them if there's a challenge that you guys have been going through or there's something that you solved. Ask them what they think about it, right? And engage and have that conversation because that elevates you and it helps you build that social capital, but you're also self-promoting in a way that doesn't feel arrogant or pushy because they've actually given you the permission to talk about what you've been doing at work. So you might as well make use of it when they have given you. I'm so happy to see our ladies on Instagram. Hi, Luimba. So good to see you. Wangoi, Vibes, W, Gabby joining in. So we are just rounding up on today's live show, how to, self, how to shamelessly self-promote at work. Definitely watch the replay, which will be up in the next three minutes. As always, if you have any questions, let me know. If you're still sitting there and thinking, I don't know if these tips, these five powerful ways that Rebecca has shared can work for me, let me know. Let's have a brainstorm on how we can help you make sure that your work gets noticed and you get recognized for your work, not other people. Drop me a message. Let's have a chat. And I cannot wait to check in with you. I will see you in next week's live show. 
Bye, ladies. Thank you for listening to the Elevator podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.